John chapter 10, verse number 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. Everybody say, I know them. And they follow me. Say, they follow me. Look at verse number 28. This is what I want us to get a hold of here today for the next few minutes. And I give unto them eternal life. Look at your neighbor and say, eternal life. Eternal life is for you. Watch this. And they what? They shall never perish. Watch this. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and I know them and they follow me and I've given them eternal life and they will never perish. But I want to let you know while they're on this earth, while you're walking through troubles and times and situations and pearl situations here on earth, he says, I want you to know something. There's not a man, there's not a devil, there's not a government, there's not a situation, there's nothing on this planet that will pluck you out of my hand. I just want to tell us here today, when God gets a hold of you, he don't let you go. When God gets his hands on you, he doesn't let you go. Jesus is a keeper. Everybody say, Jesus keeps. We preached on a few weeks ago, Jesus heals. We preached a couple of weeks after that, Jesus saves. And today, I want to talk about Jesus keeps. He'll keep you. Quit letting that devil lie to you. You're not going to backslide. You, no, 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 a thousand times. No. Jesus is going to keep you. He's going to figure out a way to hold on to you. I want to tell you, you're going to have to walk over Calvary, stomp through the blood, tread through the prayers of the church uh, if you're going to get out of this thing. Uh, God has set it up uh, to keep you, hold on to you, and walk with you. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Uh, somebody get excited. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Everybody say, Lord, help the preacher. Say, open my mind to hear the word of God. Jesus heals. Jesus saves. And Jesus keeps. I want to just start out here uh, today letting you know how he keeps us. First of all, he keeps us in his name. Everybody say, Jesus. Shout, Jesus. I want to talk to you a little bit today. Maybe you're a guest. Maybe it's your first time. I don't know. Maybe you haven't really experienced that personal relationship with God and I'm not talking about just some confession with your mouth friend I want to tell you Romans was written to the church if you're going to get in the church you've got to be you got to get in the name the name is the only way if you don't have the name you don't belong to him you got to have the name it's the name that's going to keep you it's the name that's going to heal you it's the name that's going to save you it's the name that's going to deliver you. Somebody shout Jesus. John chapter 17 verse number 11. And now I am no more in the world. Jesus is speaking here. He said but these are in the world. He's talking about you and me. He said I'm going to be taken up. I'm going to rise up after my resurrection. I'm going to go back to the throne where I belong. He said but you. You're still going to be here. Talking to the disciples. Talking to the church. That's going to be filled with the power of God. He said, I'm not going to be in the world, but you're going to be in the world. Watch this. And he said, I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. Look at verse 12. While I was yet with them in the world, I 
kept them in thy name. Those that gavest me, I have kept them and none of them is lost. But the son of perdition, that scripture might be fulfilled. I know that the Lord is talking here about his disciples, but it goes beyond that. He says a little further in his writing, he said, God, I pray not only for these, but I pray for them that will believe on me through their word. It was talking about you and I. How are we kept? How are we maintained? How do we make it? How do we get through? How do we overcome? How do we stay in? How do we make it to heaven? It's through the name of Jesus. Preacher needs some help up in here. Clap your hands to the Lord for a moment. Come on, let's worship. Let's not be entertained. Let's be excited. Everybody say, Jesus. He said, I kept them through your name, Father. But what we're going to find out is that the name of the Father is the name of the Son. It's the name of the Holy Ghost. Because they don't agree in one, they are one. Only one name get among men under heaven, whereby we must be saved. In every name, every family of heaven is called by that name. Somebody shout Jesus. Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. How's the name going to keep me? I'll tell you how. It'll build a wall around you when you're in that vehicle and you see another one coming right at you. All you got to do is cry out the name of Jesus. He'll build a tower about you. When falling apart. Everything's crumbling down. Everything's going wrong. Don't mumble. Don't grumble. Don't complain. Call on the name of Jesus. It's a strong tower. It's a mighty wall. It's a great defense. It's the name of His name is Clap your hands to the Lord. He's good. Woo! Proverbs says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Oh, yes. I can't tell you how many times. I can't tell you how many testimonies I have heard when it should have been death. It should have been over. But somebody called on the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, something miraculous, something powerful. A demon visited you. Jesus. Finances go haywire. Jesus. Health goes haywire. Jesus. Whatever may happen, Jesus puts a tower about you. Jesus will keep you safe. And if you're here today and you're going through things and life is difficult and struggles have come against you, I encourage you, get in the name. Get in the name. Get in the name. If you've never been buried in the name of Jesus, do it today. Let God get you in his name. Let's love him. Let's love him. Love him together with your church. Will you praise him a moment? Everybody shout Jesus. It's always about the name. Anytime there's great deliverance or great salvation, the name of the Lord is applied. Genesis 22 and 14. Abraham called, uh, called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. The first example of God becoming our Savior and God becoming our provider and God becoming our deliverer 
in the word of God. It is his name that brings it about. When this typology is fulfilled, oh friend, in the book of the word of God, it's in Matthew 1, 21. And she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name. What is it? What is it? He became the ram. He became the lamb. The savior of the world. The deliverer of the world. And he today is your keeper. He will never let you go. He will, you will never slip out of his hand. He will never lose sight of you. He is always watching you. He's going everywhere as you go. Listen to me. Even when you fail God and you're in sin, he's right there waiting on you. Even when you do things you know you shouldn't do, he's right there waiting on you. He'll never lose you. Never let you go. He's waiting on you, backslider. He's waiting on you, lukewarmer. Come back to him. He loves you. He wants to put his name on you again. He wants to claim you. He wants to put you back in the tower. We're saved by that name. We're kept by that name. Just a little side note. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first time the name of God is ever mentioned in the word of the Lord, it is in the same context in which the first time the word love is mentioned as well. Huh? He said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, and whom thou lovest, get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. It was in that same context, that same story, that same happening, that he became aware of the name of God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, I understand that you have felt his love. I understand that you recognize he is love. The Bible tells us for God is love and for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. I know you felt his love and yes he loves you but today he wants you to know his name. You know, it's one thing, Brother Boland, to have a secret admirer. Keep sending you flowers. Keep sending you little I love you notes and all that good stuff. But oh, to know their name, to know their identity, to know who they are, to know who it is that says they love you. Now I understand in the real world that might be a disappointment when you finally find out. But I've come to tell you, it'll never be a disappointment when it comes to God. He's been telling you every day. You heard him whispering in your heart, I love you. You've watched him care for you. You've watched him provide for you. You've watched him protect you. He has blessed you. Oh yes, he has. He brought you here today. He's been sending you love letters. He's been kissing you in your sleep. He's been blessing you with his power. But today, today, he's brought you here to reveal to you his name. Clap your hands to the Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. We're kept in his name through his love. What a great God we serve. There is a reason, an eternal reason, why we are commanded to be baptized in his name. I don't have time to explain all the theology behind this. The word of God stands on its own. But I want to tell you there's a reason when Jesus said that we are to be buried in his name. There's a reason why Paul the apostle said in Romans chapter 6, we are buried in his name. There's a reason why throughout the entire book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, that everyone baptized was baptized into 
his name. Paul tells us in Romans 6 that when we were baptized into him, we were baptized into his death. And when we're baptized into his death, he said that's when we become a part of his resurrection and his power. Paul said, I want to know him in the suffering of the cross, but I want to know him in the resurrection of his power. And I can tell you how you can do that when you are buried in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and baptism. You go into his death. You find him. You know him. You experience him in the death of the cross. But when you come up, you experience him in the power of life. And it's all done through his name. It's all done through his name. If you're baptized any other way, I'm sorry. You're just getting wet. The name is the only thing that can protect you. The name is the only thing that can deliver you. The name is the only thing that can bless you. And the only thing that can keep you. I don't want to just get in this. I want to stay in this. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. I need to hurry alone. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, when they heard what? When they heard what Simon Peter had just preached in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he had given revelation to the Jews that were gathered there for the feast. He had given them revelation here on the day of Pentecost that that same Christ, that that same man, Christ Jesus whom they had crucified that the Father in heaven had made him both Lord and Christ you have to understand what's going on here the Jews only had one Lord they didn't have a sub Lord or a little Lord or a tiny Lord they only had one Lord here O Israel the Lord our God is one they only had one and when Simon Peter looked at them and he said the Father the Spirit God the Creator he made that man Christ whom you crucified the son of God God manifested in the flesh he made him your Lord and John said in another place he said I looked up into heaven there was a window there was one throne one set up on that throne when I looked at him I recognized him that was the same one who was the lamb of God upon the earth that was the same one who spoke the world into existence he was God and he has a name and Simon said to them now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart said to Peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ why for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost I'm telling you you need to be buried in Jesus name it's the only name that saves I wish I had a worshiper in the house right now anybody in love with that name anybody in love with that name come on come on I love what the Lord said in those scripture. He said, I didn't lose any of them. <laughs> Except for the one who chose to be lost. The son of perdition. The one who made decisions. I just want to tell you, we're all going to fail. We're all going to fall. A just man falls seven times only to get up again. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to lose our temper. We're all going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, read the wrong thing, see the wrong thing, go to the wrong place. We're all going to do it. We're going to treat one another wrong, speak of one another wrong. It's just nature. It's just human nature. It's going to happen. But what's important is when it does, something's able to prick your heart and you're able to say in your spirit, that was wrong. 
I want to serve you, God. I want to serve my brother. I want to serve my sister. I want to love them. I want to be a keeper of my brother. I want to be a helper of my brother. Oh, yes, I do, God. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Guess what? When he opens his hand, you're still there. You're still there. You didn't get out. He didn't drop you. He didn't lose you. As long as you stay on that path of righteousness, no matter how many times you fall, he said, I lost none of them. He said, I lost none of them. I've come to convince somebody here today of God's keeping power in your life. I've come to tell you today, the devil is a liar. Every time you mess up, he tries to tell you that God has disowned you. I've come to tell you, the devil's a liar. He's jealous because God did disown him. God did cut him off, but God's not going to cut you off. God's not going to disown you. You're in his hand. He's got you. You're in his name. He'll never lose you. I want to tell you, God can keep you no matter what you're facing, no matter what you go through. Your failure does not remove you from the hand of God. Luke 22 and 29, and I will appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Look at verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, but I had sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And when thou Lord converted, you know what he was saying? Satan's going to tempt you. And you are going to fail miserably. He said, oh, Lord, I'll die for you. He said, Pete, listen up. Before, the, before that old rooster crows three, twice, whatever it is, twice, is it twice? Three times? Twice. The rooster crows twice. Peter messes up three times. Animals, they're smarter than us. So, he said... Before that old rooster crows twice, he said, you will deny me three times. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. I'll never fail you. But me and you know the rest of the story. But here's the beautiful thing about what Jesus was saying. He didn't say, if you make it back. He didn't say, if I decide to keep you. He didn't say, after you fail, I'm going to disown you, you miserable little wretch. No. He said, after you're converted. In other words, after you fail, after you mess up, and you come to your senses, he said, Peter, there's something I want you to know. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be waiting on you. I still have you. You're in the palm of my hands. Listen, your failure does not determine whether you lose out with God. What determines that is if you decide you're not going to get back up. You're not going to get back on track. You're just going to quit. You're just going to give up. You're just going to leave. Well, God can't help that. But if you'll get up, if you'll say, God, I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you, he can bring you through every failure. He can carry you out of every sin. He can bring you through every weakness. He'll walk you through every valley. He'll bring you over every mountain. He'll take you out of every situation. He'll never lose you. He'll never let you go. In your deepest moment, in your darkest hour, Jesus is going to hold on to you. Tell your neighbor, but you got to get in his name. He said, I prayed for you. I love the other thing the Lord said. He said, I didn't lose any of them. Another thing he said, he said, I appointed you. He says, I want you to know something. Before I ever called you, before I ever filled you with my spirit, I appointed my purpose in your life. 
I knew every wrong deed you would ever do. I knew every bad word you would ever say. I knew every ugly thought you would ever have. I knew everything about you from the day you were born to the day you die. I saw every mistake you'll ever make. And I've come to tell you that in the midst of all of that, I appointed you. I called you. Job was appointed. You hear me? Job was appointed. The devil came to him. And the devil said, if you'll take that hedge down from around him, he'll curse you. God said, go take a stuff. Go ahead, afflict him. I know Job. Job's not going to curse me. Why? Because I appointed him. I called him. And then he said, and so the devil said, okay, okay, okay. So he didn't curse you. Let me take his health. He'll curse you then. God said, go ahead. And he took his health. But Job didn't. Why? Because God had appointed him. Job wasn't perfect in all of that situation. God had to come down and rebuke Job and say, Job, where were you when I created the earth? Where were you when I put all of this together? Don't you accuse me, Job. Don't you ask questions. I've got the right to do to you whatever I choose to do with you. But Job, the Bible says, in all of this, Job did not curse God. Job praised. Job worshipped. Job called on God. And because of that, God kept him in his name in the tower. And he made it through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your struggles are. I don't understand all of that. I've come to tell you, God will keep you in the fire. God will keep you in the lion's den. Come on, somebody. God will keep you when disease is in your body. God will keep you when trouble's in your life. God will keep you when you're in persecution and you're in trouble and you're in difficulty and you're struggling and everything's falling apart. God is the keeper. Tell your neighbor you're going to make it. Tell him you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Tell him you're going to make it. Tell him you're going to make it. Find somebody else. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. God's going to keep you. God's got you. God's never going to let you go. God's got you. It's going to be all right. You're going to get through. We're going to get out. We're going to go over. God's got you, Keisha. God's got you. God's got you. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to drop you. He'll never be ashamed of you. I wish somebody would love him for a moment. I wish you'd let him know how much you love him. Come on, somebody love him. <laughs> Satan desires to shift your weed. <laughs> you know, he didn't say some little demon. No, no. He said, the man himself wants you. The man himself's coming after you. And let me tell you something, Simon. I know a thing too about the devil. I'm the one that kicked him out. And I just got through spending 40 days in the wilderness with him. And I know some of you wives feel like that's the way it is with your husband, but it's not. It's worse with the devil. worse with the devil said I just spent 40 days in the wilderness with, with the devil I was tempted in every way that you can imagine and I want to tell you I made it because I am the name I am the name and there's nothing you can do that will affect this name he told Satan at another place, he said, you go tell that old fox, he's got nothing in me. There's nothing he can touch, nothing he can come against me with, because I am the name.
That's who I am. You go tell him I am that I am. Whatever you need, that's who I am. That's what the name is. It'll do anything you need, any situation you have, any dilemma you find in your life. The name can do it. The name is able. And that's how we are protected. That's how we are delivered. That's how we are saved. That's how we are kept. We are kept through the name. He said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He want, He said, now Peter, I have prayed for you. Woo! The name has interceded for you. And as long as you have that name, you're going to be all right. I love that verse where the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father, the man Christ Jesus, who intercedes for me and for you. Everything that comes against me, every trial I face, every persecution in my life, every difficulty, every demon, every trial, every confusion, every depression, everything I don't understand or comprehend, I got a savior who is interceding and the name is being called over me and the name will keep me I cannot stress to you enough today if you have not been buried in the name of Jesus you need to be baptized we got a baptism outside that door we got robes you don't have to worry about changing we'll bring you in a room we got a robe you can put it on and we'll bury you in the name of Jesus and the name will be applied to your life and no matter what you're face it no matter what you're going through but pastor you don't know the situation I mean you're right I don't but God caught you here today because he knows exactly what you're going through and the Lord says I want to put my name in your life he said he said well I was baptized in the name of the Father Son and Holy Ghost what's the name father no no father's not a name father's a title I have four children. My name's not father. Right? Son. Is son a name? Come on, talk to me. No, son's not a name. Son is a title. Don't you buck up against me. I felt your spirit. I'm in the word. God's trying to reach for you. Don't you buck up against this. You've been lied to. I'm telling you truth. Men been preaching to you that want your money and want to tickle your ears. I don't give a flip if you tithe or give often. I'm going to preach the truth to you. I don't care if you're a millionaire or a pauper. This church will love you and care for you. But we are not a respecter of persons. And we preach this word. We don't tickle ears. Son is not a name. It's a title. I have a dad. That makes me a son. My name is Daniel. Holy Ghost is not a name. It's a title. The name is Jesus because it's the Spirit of Christ. Jesus said, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. What is the name? Luke chapter 24, verse 43, 47. The Bible says Jesus opened the understanding of his disciples that they might understand the scripture. And when they baptized, they baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because that is obedience to the command of the Lord Jesus. And the name, the name is the only way to get into Christ. The name is the only way to get into the church. The name is the only way. I don't want to get in religion. I want to get in the kingdom. There's all kinds of religions out there. All kinds of stuff out there. Go make up your own if that's what you want. Or you can take the time to get in this book and find out what the book says and follow the word of God. Okay. He said, you can be seated. A few more minutes, I'm done. He said, I prayed for you. Hebrews 7 and 25. He said, why he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he lives ever to make intercession for them. He is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by 
by him. Why? Because he ever lives to intercede for them. He's talking about the man Christ, the lamb that died on the cross, the blood that was shed. It is an eternal intercessor for you and for me. That blood that was shed, he's able to save them from the uttermost. You say, but pastor, you don't know what kind of sin I'm in. It doesn't matter. God delivered this old drug addict out of sin. God delivers men and women from homosexuality and lesbianism. He delivers them from bestiality. He delivers them from child molestation. He delivers them from, uh, from murder. He delivers them from any form of immorality you can think of and probably more important than all he delivers people from self-righteousness you know who I'm talking about the one that's never committed adultery the one that's never told a lie the one that always clean doesn't drink doesn't smoke doesn't do any of these crazy things out there and live an immoral lifestyle and clean all of his life, works a good job, and, and just, you know, God has the power to deliver them as well. Because no one is saved outside the name. No one. It's what, it's what puts us in the family. All of the family of God are called by that name. It's the only name under heaven given among, given among men whereby we must be saved, the Bible says. It's the name of Jesus. Everything you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. He's able to save to the uttermost. It doesn't matter what sin you're in. It doesn't matter what has you bound. It doesn't matter the trial you're going through, the difficulty. It doesn't matter the things that you are facing. I am here to tell you God can save you and God can keep you. But I'm afraid if I come in, I'll just fall back to what I was. I am here to tell you that God can keep you. He won't only bring you out. He will keep you. And when you fail, and we all do, the devil will try to condemn you, but not him. He may convict you. He may call you. He may show you you're wrong and call for you. But he will never condemn you because he nailed your sin to the cross. And the only thing he wants you to do is come back to him. He just wants you to come back to him. He's got you in the palm of his hand, and he's keeping you, and he will forever keep you. Jude chapter 1. I want to bring this to a close. Jude chapter 1 verse number 24. Now unto him who is, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Now they're talking about the utter fall. Not falling every once in a while. He's talking about the utter fall. Him that can keep you from falling. And to present you, look at this, faultless. How will God ever present me faultless? There's too much wrong. There's too much anger in my heart. There's too many bad thoughts that go through my mind. Too many times my hands do what they shouldn't do. Too many times I go where I shouldn't go, hear what I shouldn't hear, see what I shouldn't see. Too many times I say what I shouldn't say. How, how will God ever present me faultless? He's going to do it through his name. He's not going to present you for who you are. He's going to present you for who he is. You better hear me. But the only way to get that is to be in him. He said, Lord, make them, make them one with one another. Make them one with me like I am one with you. What are you saying, Lord? That I am able to stand before 
Christ before the Father, faultless, the only man that ever lived and never sinned, the only man that ever walked the earth tempted in every manner, yet never sinning one single time, stand before the eternal Father as the eternal mediator and present a bride, the Bible says, spotless and without wrinkle. How does he do that? He do that. He does that through his blood. How do you get his blood? You get his blood through baptism. How do you know that? There's no remission of sin without the shedding of the blood. Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. How is the blood applied to you? It is applied to you when the name of Jesus is called over you in baptism. This is how God is going to present you faultless before himself. Through the blood, through baptism, through the name. Music, if you will come. He will keep you from the utter fall. Nail unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Psalms 37 and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. 37 and 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand for a just man falleth seven times only to rise again. Oh yes, he is able to keep you Timothy put it this way for the which cause I also suffered these things nevertheless I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and been persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him that day what did you commit Paul what day are you talking about I'm talking about on that day when I met him on the road on the way to Damascus and he smit me off that horse and I said Lord what would you have me do I gave him my life I gave him everything that I am I submitted to him on that day and Paul said I know that he is able to keep that why Paul because Paul understood something he said there's no good thing in my flesh the things I wish I should do he said those things I do not the things I wish I would not do it's those things that I do he said I wore in my body every day there's a war going on inside of my body. There's a war going on in my mind. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability. I don't have the capability to keep myself righteous or in his love. I have committed it unto him and I know that he is able to keep me safe in the palm of his hand. I wish you would get a hold of this today. You would quit condemning yourself. You would quit cutting yourself down. Just do your best. Live for God every day. Read his word every day. Pray every day. Seek him every day. Allow him to use you every day. But when you mess up, just get back up. Know that he's the keeper of your life. And he will not let you out of his hand. You know, there's a lot of us that aren't used by God the way God wants to use us because we walk around every day of our life in condemnation. We are always condemned because, because we never meet our expectations. I didn't say God's. I said our expectations. You know what God's expectation of you is? To serve him every day. And if you will serve him every day, he will make sure that his purpose is fulfilled inside of your life. And he will keep you against every temptation. And he will keep you against every onslaught of the devil. And he will keep you no matter what valley you find yourself walking through or what difficulty. Some of you lay your head down on your pillows and, I, and you're paddling depression. And you're guilty because you're depressed. Because people get up and preach, you know, if you were serving God, you would never be depressed. That is not true. I'm going to show you that. I'm just going to go to these scriptures. I want to show you something. I got so, so much here. But I want to... What shall we say then?
to these things. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God has you in his hand, he said, there's nobody can pluck you out. Nobody. He goes on to say, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who will pluck us out of his hand? Shall tribulation? Now, we can read these verses and go, oh, no, no, no. And we read it as though Paul is saying God's going to keep us from tribulation, from distress, from persecution, from famine, from nakedness, from peril, from the sword. No, 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 no. No. In tribulation, in distress, in persecution, in famine, in nakedness, in peril, in swords. He said, God can keep you. He said, it's written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long and accounted as sheep as for slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more in conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Isaiah put it this way, there is no weapon. no weapon depression sickness loneliness financial destitution divorce desertion separation excommunication rejection the list goes on we face them every day And God's word tells us that through it all, he keeps us. Now, you know your pastor. I am not justifying sin. God's love and mercy is not a license to sin. Paul said, don't you frustrate the grace of God. But I take so much comfort in old John in those little tiny epistles towards the back of the word where he says, if you say you have not sinned, you are a liar. That's my favorite verse. I love that verse. Because I can truly say I'm not a liar. Because I'll be the first to tell you. There's sin in this old boy. Oh, yeah. Envy, strife, anger, greed, lust, jealousy, arrogance. Nah, I'm the humblest guy I know. Thank you, Chance. Took a Louisiana boy to get that. No. It's not a license to sin, but it is certainly a protection against condemnation. Because condemnation pushes you away from God. When you're condemned, you don't want to come to God. You feel ashamed. Conviction brings you to God. Conviction draws you into the presence of God. Because conviction is wrapped in love. While the Lord is saying, that is wrong, that is not right, you shouldn't live that way. Let me help you. Let me deliver you. He's wrapping that with, I love you. I died for you. I shed my blood for you. I want to help you. He wraps it in that. He's the keeper. How powerful of a church how powerful of an assembly would we be
if we would be able to truly walk with understanding that we are not perfect, but we are forgiven. And that he ever intercedes for us. And I will strive every day to be perfect like my father. That's what the word says to do. I will strive every day to do that. But when I fall short, I will not let the devil condemn me. I will confess my sin before the Lord. I will ask for forgiveness. And I will continue to walk in his presence. Because there are people that need to be saved. There is a world that is lost that needs to be redeemed. Let's stand, if you will. Every mind on the Lord right now. I want you to listen to this preacher. Don't hesitate. You ought to come right now. Don't, don't, give, don't give yourself time to let the devil talk you out of this. Don't give yourself time to let flesh talk you out of this. You've never been buried in the name of Jesus. You ought to make your way down to this altar. Come and pray. We'll come and pray with you. We all had to come the same route. We want to baptize you in his name. If you've never been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, why don't you come and give your life to the Lord? Come on, somebody. Come on, Dad. Come on, Mom. If you know you're in a mess, Listen, if you know the life that you're living, listen to me, listen to me. If you know the life that you are living is not right, you're doing things that are not right. Maybe, maybe you're living in uh, fornication. Maybe you're in adultery. Maybe there are other kinds of immorality. Maybe you're bound by nicotine or by drugs or by liquor. Maybe, maybe it's not things that are that bad. Maybe jealousy has a hold of your heart maybe envy has a hold of your heart maybe you're bound by anger you can't seem to control your anger whatever it is whatever it is it don't matter Jesus loves you Jesus loves you if you find yourself in your life you know it's not in such a way as it would be pleasing to God why don't you make your way down to this altar come we'll pray with you seek the Lord he loves you the Lord wants to do something great for you today he wants to do something mighty for you today won't you let him come won't you let him do it I wish you would don't hold it back don't hide no 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 don't 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 hide behind the behind the seat don't don't hide behind your wife don't hide behind your husband don't hide behind your parents don't 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 do that come 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 the Lord is calling you now's your moment he's not condemning you he's convicted you he loves you he wants you to come he can set you free in the name of Jesus needs to be applied to your life and if you've already been buried in Jesus name but you've been facing some things why don't you come just let yourself be renewed if the devil says there's no hope why don't you come call the devil a liar and love your God because he still got you in the palm of his hand if the devil's trying to tell you to give up why don't you tell him to shut up and just come down and talk to God come on if he's trying to bind you with depression come on just come down let the Lord touch you let him bless you let him minister to you come let God let God be upon you let his power be upon you will you come sir ma'am will you come we want to pray with you we want to bless you today we're going to sing we're going to praise the Lord in song. This altar is open. I wish you would come. I wish you would come. He's a keeper. Come on. Come give your life to him. He'll keep you. Come give your life to him. He'll help you. He'll bring you up out of the mirely clay. He'll set your feet on a rock to say, come on. Step out from where you are. Make your way down. Make your